in those sea of applications that are the same. Colleges are hunting for the type of question that is going to give me an answer that's a little bit more distinct. And one of the easiest ways to identify that is relationships. Welcome to the Accepted Podcast, a college admissions podcast for the savvy student. My name is Tyler Kusunoki. I am an admissions consultant working out of Tokyo with students from all over the world to help them achieve their college dreams. If you like what you're hearing and want to support, be sure to follow us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or your platform of choice. Please do hit the bell icon for notifications to stay up to date as well. And also leave us a rating uh, as that really helps this podcast reach more people. We also do have a Patreon now. If you're looking to more directly support the podcast in some small way, please check us out at patreon.com accepted for access to additional resources that will help you reach your college goals. All right, let's get right on into it. In my time working with students, I always have certain students who are incredibly ambitious. And as they head into their senior year, they're like, you know what? I'm going to get all of my essays done over the summer. I'm going to sit down. I'm going to knock out my Common App. I'm going to knock out all my supplements. I'm going to get ready. And so um, some of my students started doing that. They obviously started to work on their Common App. And then they started to work on their UC applications. And they started to work on their supplements. And they pulled the prompts for the supplements from past year's supplements and started working on them. I admire and appreciate the ambition. I wish more students took the same drive and initiative as some of these students who are just super, I want to get ahead. I want to spend my free time effectively. Uh, I want to get things done because I know senior year is going to be crazy. Unfortunately, with August 1st came the reopening and the refresh of the Common App. And many of these students of mine who had taken the time to really start to tackle some of their work were met with the unfortunate surprise. Some of the major universities have completely changed or significantly changed their supplemental questions. And so today I wanted to highlight some of those changes as I'm sure no doubt some of you have, or it's all of you, hopefully, if you're a senior now, you have encountered this shift uh, in the prompts. And I wanted to talk about what these shifts might mean and how to best approach them. A lot of the content here will be similar to the seminar that I gave a couple weeks ago. We give these talks all the time just as a way to provide all of you an opportunity to ask questions and to hear from me a little bit more directly along with a few slides to present things. So if you are interested in any of those things, check us out at tokyoacademics.com events for any upcoming events like that. But to get into it, the biggest change, the most significant one that I noticed was NYU. So NYU previously, for the past however long, uh, decade plus, has always leaned on a pretty specific prompt for their supplemental. And that's just a basic why NYU, right? We would like to know more about your interest in NYU, what motivated you to apply to NYU, why have you applied or expressed interest in a particular campus, school, college program, and or area of study. If you have applied to more than one, please also tell us why you're interested in these additional areas of study or campuses. We want to understand why NYU. So this is a very cut and dry, straightforward, why this school type essay. And 
NYU has always used this. And so it made sense for students to consider that, right? And to just look at that option and say, okay, well, since it hasn't changed in like 12, 15 years, I think it's fair that it probably won't change this year. So I'm going to start prepping. Right? And so a lot of students started to look into specific programs, professors they like to work with, right? Benefits of NYU being a, not really having a campus, but being just built into New York City as a whole, all of these different things. On August 1st, we open it up and NYU's prompt now says this. NYU was founded on the belief that a student's identity should not dictate the ability for them to access higher education. That sense of opportunity for all students of all backgrounds remains a part of who we are today and a critical part of what makes us a world-class university. Our community embraces diversity in all its forms as a cornerstone of the NYU experience. We would like to better understand how your experiences would help us to shape and grow our diverse community. Please respond in 250 words or less. Now, the previous prompt is 400 words. This one's 250 words and is fundamentally a different topic. It's not YNYU, it's YU. Okay? And that's the shift. Many of the big universities that have tinkered with their supplemental essays in big ways, in significant ways, are part because it's not, we don't need to know why us. We're awesome. We know that. We need to know why you, right? And that shift is fundamental and makes sense given that universities are being bombarded by by these applications and they will have read a bajillion why this school essays at this point, right? And at that at some point these all start to merge together. And your ambitions, even if you are very specific about which professor you want to work with in which particular department, which extracurriculars you're going to take, all of those other things, at some point it boils down to a single narrative, which is I'm gonna take the most advantage of this school's resources as I can, which is cool, but when I've read it 120,000 times. I actually don't know any more about you specifically. I just know that you're good at utilizing resources, but in the same way that every other applicant is good at utilizing resources. So this shift in the common app prompt, if we just use NYU as an example, is an attempt to get a little bit more color on who actually is applying, as opposed to why do you want to come here? It's more of a question of what are you going to bring here? Right? How are you going to make us better, make us different, more unique? Okay, We would like to better understand how your experiences, okay, so you would help us to shape and grow our diverse community. Help us. Right? It's almost, it's arrogant, I get it, but it's almost a given that we're going to help you. Right? You're paying $80,000 a year, we better be able to help you. But we would help anyone who is coming to us and paying us $80,000. How are you going to help us? Because we need to choose. We need to pick 2,000 of you out of 120, right? We can assume the brilliance is all there. We can assume the extracurriculars are all there. How are you, in your own words, going to help us become a better university? And so colleges are leaning into that a little bit more, okay? Um, This year, if you are applying to UPenn, right? If you got started on the previous prompts, great. Those still exist. Those haven't changed. 
All right. Um, it's still a basic question, one basic question about exploring your intellectual and academic interests, and then one question about how you are going to explore community at Penn, how it's going to shape you and how you are going to shape the community in return. So those questions have always been a staples and make sense, right? How are you going to be in the classroom? How are you going to be in the community? Great. However, they've added an additional one. Okay, so UPenn, if you're applying to UPenn, they've added an additional mandatory question. Write a short thank you note to someone you have not yet thanked and would like to acknowledge. We encourage you to share this note with that person if possible and reflect on the experience. 150 to 200 words. Okay. This is about you, right? What you're grateful for, the type of guidance you and wisdom you think you've received, the relationships that you have with the people in your life, right? It's interesting, this question. It feels a little bit like a trick question because it's right a thank you note to someone you have not yet thanked. So it's one of those where like, do you, and by writing, answering this at all, are you just admitting that you're not grateful? I don't think that's the focus of the question at all. Not yet thanked generally means recent, right? Who has recently impacted your life? Or if there generally, genuinely are people that in the past that you have just not taken the opportunity to thank, right? Um, you can do so. But what this question is about is about asking you to reflect on the people who have shaped you, right? And express gratitude, right? And so again, in a sea of everything the same, right? Everyone's done a ton of APs. Everyone has a top predicted score for the IB. Everyone's SATs are phenomenal. Everyone is a captain of three teams. Everyone, like, in a sea of applications that are the same, colleges are hunting for the type of question that is going to give me an answer that's a little bit more distinct. And one of the easiest ways to identify that is relationships. Because... No one's relationships are the same. Who you choose to be grateful for, who you choose to express gratitude for, reflects so much about you and your priorities because it's what type of growth you appreciate, what type of relationship you have built, right? Are you the type to seek out mentors? Are you the type to be, gra to be grateful for the wisdom of those around you? All of those things are can be answerable in this question, right? And again, speaks to this idea that I want a little bit more about you, okay? One more, and then just to kind of make my point, and then we'll move on, right? Dartmouth, generally the same, except they also have an additional prompt now right? Similar to UPenn, everything else is kind of the same. They they have six prompts that you're supposed to choose from. Those have shifted around a little bit, but that happens every year, right? Dartmouth this year has added a, an additional required supplemental question. Be yourself, Oscar Wilde advised. Everyone else is taken. Introduce yourself into 250 words, okay? Same idea, right? Tell me more about you. Tell me more about you. Tell me more about you, okay? So what does this mean? Right? I've gone through a lot of the schools and looked at their supplements, looked at the changes in wording, looked at the additional questions that they are looking to ask, looked at all of this stuff. And some general trends that we're noticing are this, right? An increased focus on positive emotions instead of challenges or barriers, etc. This makes sense. The whole world has just gone through three years of challenges and barriers. At some point, 
as an admissions officer, I kind of want to be happy. And while I can be impressed by how you overcame difficulty, I'd much rather start off with happiness from the outset. Common App changed one of their prompts a couple of years ago in some cases precisely because of this and similar to UPenn, it was about gratitude, right? And so there's an increased focus on positive emotions instead of challenge and barriers, right? To focus on who you proactively are as opposed to what you've had to react to, okay? There is increased opportunities to share more about yourself in a more freeform way. So the, the Dartmouth prompt, tell us about yourself, right? What's your self-introduction? And so we've seen that, right? and an increased emphasis on contributions to DEI, right? To diversity, equity, and inclusion. This should be no mystery as to why this is coming up, right? This is an increasing emphasis in the corporate world as well. And of course, on campuses, right? How are you going to make us more diverse? How are you going to make us more equitable? How are you going to be more inclusive, right? Or challenge fixed concepts of inclusion on campus, right? So why are we seeing this? College admissions cycles are not just annual. College admissions as a whole also goes through cycles, right? Where at some point we've read so much of one thing that like this isn't helpful, right? Because it's kind of like any sort of game. So I do game a little bit, right? And in gaming, there is this concept of finding the meta, right? Which is finding the best pathway to get in. And basically, because especially with the internet, so many people are playing the game that at some point very quickly someone's going to find the best possible way to beat the game and is going to post it online and then everybody just copies it because why would you not do that that's great for video games right not so much for college admissions that are always looking to create a diverse community this we experienced this before when i was applying for college i i was at a time where volunteerism the idea of an international student going to another international country spending a couple weeks there serving the poor helping orphans whatever right and then coming back with their life changed that was the way to get in you write that essay you're in that's no longer the case obviously right because volunteerism is a terrible thing right basically i paid a lot of money to go and make myself feel better right and that's basically what volunteerism is and so while my essay when i was applying right was about my time in vietnam and working with with orphans who had lost their limbs because they were being forced to sent out to for scrap metal in active minefields right that no longer is the case, right? Because that became the meta for a brief moment, right? Writing about volunteerism, writing about sports, right? And, you know, the the challenges of defeat and then the hard work and resilience that leads to eventual victory, right? All of those became meta for a brief period of time, right? And now colleges don't want to see it, right? Same thing with third culture kid, right? And so the meta has shifted, we are moving into a new norm and the college college admissions and the questions they're asking reflect some of that. Additionally, the why this school essay is, as I mentioned before, it is increasingly being realized that you telling me why you want to come here doesn't actually tell me anything about you because of the space limit, right? You only have 
450, 400 words, right? And there are a lot of misconceptions out there that, well, if I'm, if I'm going to answer the why this school, I really need to take some time to show that I've done my research, that I've made unique connections, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And colleges are now realizing, wait, when we frame that question, we didn't expect this to be the type of answers we're getting. These types of answers aren't actually useful to us, right? If we just wanted to read through 70,000 applications of people just regurgitating the website, we wouldn't. Why would we do that? That's craziness, right? That's a crazy idea. So let's stop making that the question. And you can see that most specifically with the NYU shift, right? The qualitative side of the application is increasingly becoming the only real thing that can push a bubble case into the accepted pile. So we need more data on that, right? Because after I get through all the superstars, right, there's going to be a good chunk of students who are like good, but everybody's the same. Right. And so I'm going to have all these students who are right on the bubble of like, do we defer? Do we reject? Or do we accept? The thing that moves you in is qualitative. Right. If you don't. Yeah. If you don't have legacy, if you don't have like extenuating factors that contribute to that may contribute to shifting you in. Right. It's going to be qualitative. It's not going to be quantitative. I've looked at all your stats already. The reason you're on the bubble is because you have the stats. Right. What's going to push you in is going to be who you are. So we need to get more data on who you are, right? The references are great. The Common App is great, but the Common App was also sent to everyone, is what's sent to every single school. So we need to adjust our supplements to better challenge this idea, okay? So what does this mean, okay? And this is kind of where I want to really focus a little bit of time. Four big things, okay, in terms of what, you need to be thinking about not just for all of you seniors okay not just for all of you who are seniors if you're a junior if you're a sophomore if you're a freshman right all of these are good things to start thinking about so that when it comes time to write your supplements you don't need to panic because you've got something sorted out okay so number one show more personality Okay, this is going to come through your language, your tone, your sense of humor, the topic you choose to write on. You need to be able to use on paper through typed out words, express more personality. The reason I tell students to get started with this early is because this is something that this skill set, right, of workshopping language to maximize tone, to create a personality, to to be funny. Right, all of these are things that very, very, very few high school students have any experience in the context of writing. In high school, you do persuasive writing, you do analytical writing, you do maybe a little bit of narrative writing, but large, you write a lab. Right, generally, all of your writing is formal, persuasive, right, structured. There's no opportunity to develop voice. It started with this early because your ability to communicate an identity, to communicate a personality very clearly through paper, through words, is incredibly important, right? Read more. <laughs> I will always come back to that as well, okay? That's number one, right? You need to have developed the ability to show your personality in writing. You need to be able to develop your personality and demonstrate it in writing. Number two, know your worth, Okay. Why are you awesome? And that sounds like a very like, what throwaway type of question? You have to have an answer for this. Why are you awesome? Okay. And the answer can't be, 
I'm smart and I work hard. That's everyone. Well, it's 90%, right? But that's everyone who is applying to your university. What do you bring to the table that can be benefit of benefit? And think specifically, what can you bring to the table that can be of benefit to me? If you don't have that answer, especially if you are a freshman, if you're just starting high school or you're a junior, you've got, if you're a junior, you've got like a year to figure out how to answer that question, all right? Not just on paper, but you're going to be asked this, maybe not in this language, but you're going to be asked this in an interview, right? Um, in alumni interviews, you're going to be need to be able to advocate for yourself. Here's why I'm great. Here's why I'm going to be good for you. Here's why you need me in your university. If you don't know why you make a community better, figure it out <laughs> or try some things, right? And, um, and start, if you're not making your community better, start making your community better. What are you doing? Okay. Number three, what is it about your background that makes you different? Okay. Don't just think about big picture stuff like race, religion, gender. Obviously, those are pieces of it. But if you are an international student, you're almost by definition are a third culture kid, right? So a lot of that stuff is going to be kind of the same, but look more into the specifics, right? Why might you bring a different perspective to a classroom conversation? Where does that perspective come from? Some of this will be the big picture stuff, race, religion, gender, right? Your cultural upbringing, your cultural priorities, right? Um, when I'm working with Japanese students, we always bring up the concept of omotenashi, right? Omotenashi is the Japanese concept of hospitality, of that you should need for nothing if you are if you are my guest, right? And it influences everything here. So much of culture here is defined by this fact that you should live a life that is on some way in service of others around you. That's huge, right? And especially if a student um, really embodies that and how he or she has developed their high school profile, right? But it also is more specific things as well. Do you like collecting coins? Are you a massive history buff? Do you have an obsession with guava, right? All of these are things that shape who you are, but also bring a unique perspective, right? And so you don't need to look around and being like, well, I'm not a mixture of three different races and two different religions. And like, I haven't ever questioned my sexuality. Like, then that's not you, right? But what does exist in your life and who you are that informs a perspective, right? Um, right? And so, you know, because I collect coins, right, I have a, I've actually ended up developing a deep interest in kind of international exchanges and economics, et cetera, et cetera, right? Like, that's a perspective. That is a viewpoint through which you are a little bit more distinct. So think about your background. Think about your upbringing. Think about your passions, right? What is it that shapes who you are and how you view the world, right? And lastly, kind of goes off of what I was mentioning before about the UPenn letter. The relational stuff matters, okay? The time you spend with the people you love and care about is huge, especially if you talk about it. Because if I am buying into the idea of holistic admissions, I want to know all of you. If I use the metaphor of courtship, right, that this is about fit, I want to know how you treat your family, when myself and my now wife were thinking about marriage, that was one of the most important things for both of us, right? 
how do you treat your family? How do you treat the people around you? That tells me everything or so much about who you are and who you will be going forward. The relationships, the relational stuff matters and colleges are starting to realize that and asking you about it, okay? So be thinking a little bit about that as well, right? Is um, what are the relationships in your life? How are you experiencing them, right? How are you being intentional about pursuing relationships that are meaningful? How are you building out the, a community, right? All of these pieces are going to start to become more widespread um, in the assessment of who you are. Because if the current trend, and this is at least for top schools, because if the current trend continues of applicant numbers rising, you are going to have so many people, right? Um, and there's such a need to figure out how do we separate the brilliant from the brilliant, but also like a genuinely good person because we want that okay so think a little bit about all of these things um and especially if you've got a little bit of time if you are a senior now good luck obviously we're here and able to help if uh you need that with any of these things um just know that the expectations of what makes for a good student are constantly shifting um outside of the grade stuff obviously always get your good grades but what qualifies as an awesome student outside of that is shifting and in order to get to where you want to go you need to be aware of that and adapt but all of those things are benefited by you taking some time to reflect and know for certain, here's why I'm great, here's what I'm good at, here's what I bring to the table. And I can say so confidently that your community will be better because I'm in it because of these reasons. So think about what that answer is. Why am I awesome? Again, it sounds kind of like a jokey question. It sounds kind of arrogant for you to be able to answer. Have an answer, right? And, um, and also though, right, don't start writing your essays until the college board has released them, right? So that will be it for today. Hopefully this was helpful for all of you, whether you are a senior struggling through it, best of luck to you. And as mentioned, we are here. We would love to help you. That is why we exist, is to assist you in tackling the things that maybe you have not prepared for enough or not, are quite not ready for yet. Or just because the level of competition is so high that any amount of expertise and amount of feedback can help boost you where you yourself might not be able to think about how to do that, right? Part of our job is to be aware of the meta, right? Part of our job is to do our best to stay on top of trends, to stay on top of what college admissions officers are looking for so that we can help you leverage that knowledge into informing your application. Thanks for listening today to the Accepted Podcast. Again, my name is Tyler Kusunoki. We hope you enjoyed today's topic on the new supplemental essays. Join us next week for more on the complex world of college admissions. If you like what you're hearing and want to support us, be sure to leave us a rating on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or your platform of choice. It really helps make sure that we get in front of more people. Please do also follow us and hit the bell icon for notifications to stay up to date. We also are regular hosting events, both in person and online. I will be hosting a back to school talk on September 18th, where I will be talking a little bit about kind of the state of college admissions now. So if you're interested in that, 
please do check us out at tokyoacademics.com slash events. That's tokyoacademics.com slash events. And finally, we do have a Patreon now. So if you're looking to more directly support the podcast in some small way, please check us out at patreon.com slash accepted. That's patreon.com slash accepted for access to additional resources that will help you reach your college goals. That's it for today. And remember, the key to getting in is getting ready.